All right. After that minor little snafu there, everything sounds much clearer on both Dakotas and my side. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting this show back on the road again here and like actually hearing the conversation. So I do apologize for the inconvenience here, but sometimes that's just the way technology wants to roll because I've got a new Zoom uh, Pro Track P4 and I want to try it out. And I was like, doing a bunch of testing today and everything was coming good on my end now the trick was like how was it going to show up on the other person's end so with zoom it did not quite cooperate like it should but it is what it is you learn and move on from there now it's like we're gonna have a much easier clear conversation than we once had so zach not zach but dakota man anyways we're we were talking about the sportsman's channel there and you were explaining to me and like how you interacted for it. There's different contracts. And can you give me some more breakdowns? Like what was actually, why don't we do this? How was the vetting process? How did you get picked up to be brought into their lineup? Um, after I had that, uh, one in there and I pitched my, uh, I pitched, uh, basically I, I had to put together an episode, all, uh, edited form for sports channel, uh, specs and everything. And went in there and, Basically, I pitched them what, what my show is about, what we do, and everything like that. And uh, I had to show them that uh, that film that I did. And then they uh, said they'd get back to me and let me know if they uh, would be able to accept it on there. And about, I'd say, probably about a month or two later, and then they emailed me and accepted me. And then we kind of figured out my different times that were available and got that all figured out and then did the contract. And that's kind of how it started for the first season. Okay, so... You were, you were telling me, uh, one of the things I picked up on is that they have a set of parameters for a video. Can you break down, like, what do they expect out of a video? Okay. Uh, yeah, basically, it has to be in uh, four segments. Uh, and it, it, you can uh, basically make them as long as you want, but basically, you have to have four uh, segments for each one because in between each uh, segment, they have to have uh, for the commercial times. And so, editing-wise, you have to leave a gap it's a 15 second gap there but that's where they're they put their they somehow fit their eight, eight minute commercials in there between for the whole show like that and so and then they have to have uh it's in the contract different different things like for the endings you have to have sports channel in certain spots and they have roles also for different films of what not to show what what's not really uh just kind of not ethical stuff to put on there and uh just try to keep it clean too it's not so it's not bad for uh kids and stuff like that i mean a lot of it is good stuff it, it, it should be on there and it's it's a big it's a big uh, thing you have to really read and pay attention to but it all it all is getting for good that's good that's what makes sense i'm glad they were able to provide just parameters on it so i'm assuming one of the things is you there's obviously no swearing yeah i i, I you, you can say like one or i'm mean, not like bad ones but yeah, but yeah, basically they don't want you any cussing on there or anything like that. That's it, good to hear. Yeah, and then there's a like they also say ethical shots in some of the videos. Like if there's a I don't know if you're out I don't know out in the mountains or if there's a deer on top of the hill, there's no trees or nothing behind it. They don't really want to be showing like you shooting at deer like stand at the top just because basically it's saying you don't know what's on the other side of that hill. I mean, which you you might not know, but the viewers might not, and just just try to keep it from people getting mad on uh, television that are watching it. But I just thought that was kind of something I really thought of and makes sense and everything. Oh, yeah, it does. Cause you always need to know what's behind your target. 
if you if you're using a rifle or if you're using a shotgun or a bow, you don't want to be shooting up at something and you don't know what's on the other side of it because you the the hunter you may know it's like it's it's a hundred acres of just wooded land, but as the as the viewer and in this considering this toxic culture we've we've developed over the last I don't know since 2013 we've noticed that we've seen a decay in type of common sense and you know they want to make sure we continue going through that because we do something wrong it gets 10x because there's so many antis out there and we do we want to try to put the best put foot forward that's why you see in most hunting groups on like instagram or facebook they don't want anybody bashing they don't want to be talking down towards them they want only but positive reinforcement and such because that stuff gets echoed and such and you get the wrong bad actor or character in there that's not that's a non-hunter they're going to exploit it they're going to they're going to run with it yeah yeah it's true and yeah, there's just so many people out out uh, out to get the hunters anymore. It's pretty sad, but yeah, you just got you just kind of kind of got to watch so you don't have to deal with that. And I try to do my best with that. And uh, yeah, it's, it is sad though how how anymore how it is. It's just it's not very good. But just nothing you can do and just watch what you do and just try to be as ethical as you can. Just be a hunter. Oh, true, very true. With your a contract, your agreement with uh, Sportsman Center, do you get outdoor channel do you get uh like royalties or kickbacks or how does that work or do you or or is it just kind of like an internship program it's like if your content does well then we'll then we'll bring you on for another year and then your perks get better yeah kind of like that and uh i mean i have another meeting basically every year now but uh if if there's a problem or if you did something wrong i mean they they have every right to kick you off and everything but yeah, as long as you're doing good quality content and you don't have a bunch of problems or anything like that, basically you're uh, you're most likely guaranteed the next year as long as you want to as long as you want to have your contract and do it again. I think you basically it's no problem to do that because I mean they want good quality shows on there and just uh quality footage and just make sure you're doing it right. As long as you're doing that right, I think you're basically guaranteed for uh, the next year and everything like that. Well, that's good to hear. Then then uh, do you get sp- work do you get to work with sponsors or do you get to deal with gear or new tech yeah yeah I, yeah because we are i actually have to pay to be on there like they don't just let you on there they don't pay you You have to pay for your time slots on there so we we've tried to basically to make our money I, I just try to cover the show which i haven't done that yet but i don't really care i just enjoy doing it all and but uh yeah i just try to go out there and get sponsored or else yeah you know, to try gear out and show that on the show or else they give you product and you give them content back is kind of a, what we do and everything like that but yeah just anything like anything from sponsors is even just just using our gear on the show is basically how we do it oh okay so that's a little a little bit more under understanding of what's going on so you actually have to pay to have your your show on there what's the price tag on that then to get your your see your season on there it it rained off I've heard all kinds of numbers. I mean, it, it can. I mean, I've heard some ranges all the way up to. I've heard some shows are paying two hundred fifty thousand, which I don't do that because I, I don't. I my show, I don't uh, pay for that many episodes. But I mean, I heard some shows are that big, and mine's changed year to year. But I don't play near as high as that. And it's just kind of whatever I think they, whatever they write up, I think is what what they charge basically. So <laughs> I don't know what the price tag is on all of it. I gotcha. All right. So that's a little, that's good to know. So those are, those are listening to this and they do want to try to get their uh, show on a, on a, on a channel. That's at least that gives them an idea. Now, 
are you exclusive only to the outdoor channel? Um, yeah, one thing with my contract, I have to wait like six months before I can take that that and put anywhere. That's why I'm coming up on the six month mark for my first season there. So I'm gonna eventually put that all on YouTube. But basically it's gotta be just on there. I mean, you can do Instagram stuff, just some short stuff, but I'm definitely gonna look into this year and talk to them and see if I can just maybe have just because I like doing my short five to seven minute films, like you said, and just have the hunt, the kill and all that on there and see if I can do that and post them like a week or two after the harvest actually is. And uh, just because I, I like the YouTube aspect of it and being able to show them right away. And then also, and then I'll be able to wait till the season comes on television and have the full story on there. I'd like to start to do that. So I got to talk to them and see if I can do that and see exactly how that would work out the contract. Oh, okay. Because this way, when the, when the season does air for you on the Sportsman's Channel, you can, you can nice thing is you can take all your what that episode is. You can take those. You can create shorts during the during, like leading up to the to the, the airing of the show, and then at, then once the show airs, then you can show more clips and stuff like kind of like teasers, basically trailers. Because you're on there on Tuesdays at eleven a.m. Yeah. mind you, Friday at eight a.m. Saturdays at 9 a.m. and then 5.30 a.m.? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 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 you're actually at 5.30 a.m. Saturday, then at 9 a.m., correct? Is that how it should be reading? Yeah. Okay. I was looking at your uh, post there on your Facebook there to make sure I'm reading that correctly because there's like, I can see, I can understand 5.30 p.m. So, all right, that makes more sense. And uh, let's see here. Since you've done this then, so have you had anybody reach out to you and ask you for brand placement then for like whether it be a archery site archery bow particular arrows yeah i've i've had a couple of different yeah, just companies and a lot of a lot of work i do is they're at the at the shows and meeting people in person and basically talk to them introduce myself and then yeah some companies they they are interested and they want to reach out or else i'll reach out to them and try to work something with them and i've had a couple of companies reach out to even on social media and ask about it about the show and talk about their uh, company or product and want to advertise it on there and that's how i've worked it basically anyway and that's just anyway feel reach out to me or i reach out to them basically and that's how a lot of it happens yeah all right i got i got the thumbs up for max saying that the audio is good to go so that is a good sign to go so obviously it must have came down to my soundboard so at least that know that uh i have to, I have to get back to the drawing board and then spend some more time like working in-house Normally I would normally I test this stuff out with my wife, but she's got a migraine. So it's not, I can't really do a whole lot with it right now with it. So eh, it is what it is. It's mostly primarily to do for smaller in-person face-to-face. Now, have you thought about taking legendary TV and transitioning that also into a podcast? Yeah, I've, th- I've thought about it before. Me, me and my brother have actually talked about, it. I mean, it'd be something to do and something interesting and just talk about stuff. We've, we've talked about it. Yeah. I mean, we haven't done it yet, but we'd definitely be interested in doing something like that. I think what a good way to do this, I've seen this is what Meteor does with their podcast is that the same week that the episode comes out, they'll also drop an episode on their podcast. Now, they'll, they'll, it's all about talking about the particular hunt, but they get to be a little bit more in depth about it. And they try to keep it well. They're, they're a little bit more world renowned. So they're going to have, they're, they're, get, they're able to get away with doing like a 90 minute to 120 minute podcast afterward to provide more details and what they encounter with it, telling stories and such. Cause, but they're also do a lot of stuff that's on public land majority of the time. And also they do some 
private stuff as well. But the you know, that's one thing I like about them. They don't do uh, they do they don't do outfitters. So everything they do is like it's all trial and error, and that is what kind of really was why people really respect them to be able to do that is that they're able to do all this on public land, like, kind of like the hunting public there out of uh, Iowa too. Iowa's like they battle between them and Texas for the least amount of public land access. So most of their content has to be driven outside of the state just because of the lack of content, lack of uh, da, 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 public land. Yeah, that's that's pretty neat. That's a, that's a good idea for sure. And yeah, yeah, I've definitely thought about it. And that's that I like, you know, yeah, be able to talk more in depth in the story like that, have more of a time to do it. That's that's something, yeah, definitely to think about. And we definitely be interested in, yeah, doing someday for sure. Because then what you could do is after you get done recording, after you're done filming the hunt, whether it was successful or not, or however you're going to do it, then you can just sit down like, okay, we're going to use this episode. It's going to air on the Sportsman channel. So then you can just turn around and do a podcast. Usually try to do a podcast within the first 24 hours because the 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 memories are going to be far more uh, fluent in your mind. It's this way you can kind of go through the whole process. And I think that's just an extra way to sell, add value to your product to be able to go the next level for people that are listening to it. So they like your show, like, hey, does he have a podcast? Because it's like these days, when you have a, a clothing brand or you have a show, you need to have a podcast to go along with it. The best part is, is like you don't have to, like we already with Adobe Premiere. So there's a, there's tutorials on how to use the Adobe for um, audio and such. Or if you want to go something a little bit easier, you can always go switch towards like Audacity. I know a lot of, I know a lot of creators will use Audacity just because it's free. And there's a lot of tutorials on it to be able to learn how to create a better product overall. That's why I still use Audacity because it produces really good stuff. There's a lot of good tutorials out there and go from there. So I haven't really seen the need to purchase a license or anything like that for an audio aspect. Adobe Premiere, yeah, you got it. You you can't go get by with a with a cracked version or anything like that. It just doesn't quite, uh, when they do a new update, it pretty much just wipes your version out. Yeah, that's that's good to know, and yeah, the audio. That's uh, yeah, that's something I'll, I'll need to know if I ever do. It, but yeah, it's, I didn't know anything about the what you're using there. That's that's something good to know for sure. Definitely, man. Uh, so then, are you gonna incorporate fishing as well, or are you just strictly to? Are you just strictly, are you just gonna keep it with hunting? Um, I we do do some fishing. And I I do like it. I, I haven't got to do much the last couple of years. I like to, but yeah, I, I mean, I have no problem putting that on there and doing that. And I, I mean, we, we, I put up an ice fishing video on there to store one a while ago, but I've definitely, I've thought about, definitely want to start, yeah, filming some fishing and do some, do some even just different fishing I've never done before and film that. That's something I've really talked about and thought about too with my brother. So definitely something I'd like to do also. Awesome. And I see that you actually have merch as well. I think you're, I, I really like your logo. It's very clean and it's very crisp. And uh, especially with your hats, I'm a, I'm a hat guy. It's like, if you watch my online content or my YouTube stuff, I'm always wearing a different hat. I've never worn this. Uh, I got, I got so many of them. I, I, my camera's so far away. I can't turn it to show everybody, but I have like I, easy 20 hats in the wall and I'll just grab a new one and throw it on there. But it's all people that have, Either I bought the hat or given to me, but it's like I just, I just, it's just good to always have it because once I record the video, it's on YouTube and it's gonna stay out there as long as I keep the the account active. Yeah, it's, yeah, I like hats too, and I'll definitely have to send you one out there. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I I always I appreciate the the, the gestures. Now, do you have any uh, shows coming up? Like, you you have any expos underneath your belt you're gonna go to this season still? 
Um, I might go to the Ohio Deer and Turkey Expo. I think that's the 17th, 18th, and 19th. I might go uh, one day to there, and uh, that's that's about it. I went to the I went to the uh, a Nashville show, and then I went to the Great American Outdoor show, and um, obviously the ATA show as well. But yeah, I might just do the Ohio Deer and Turkey Expo uh, down in Columbus. There, I think it's March. I think it's yeah, 16th, 17th, 18th, or 17th, 18th, 19th. I'm going to go one of those days. I think I'm going to try and go. So since you've been to the Great Outdoors show, or Great Outdoorsman show, what is that all like? Because I know like it's absolutely massive. I know like what was it last year? They had two hundred and thirteen thousand or something like that in the nine days it was open. It's definitely it's in a huge a huge complex and a bunch of rooms put together. I've won a few, few times and uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely the most packed show. Yeah, I mean you're you're shoulder to shoulder and there's tons of people going up and down those aisles. I went on the last day on Sunday and. It actually was, it was a little more spaced down. Probably my favorite time ever when I was on the, the last day on Sunday there. But I mean, there's everything there and they have a, they have a 3D shoot they do, but it's a big area that will hold fishing haul, a whole boat haul for uh, just for all boats. And then they have a huge room just, I mean, full of outfitters, um, book hunts from hunts all over the, all over the world. There's all kinds of hunts in that room. Then there's, there's numerous rooms. There's an archery hall. There's, there's two or three arenas. They have a concert there. The one night, yeah, it's a big show. It's a big deal. Nice. No, are you going to follow the footsteps like Adrenaline, uh, Whitetail Adrenaline, based out of Wisconsin? Are you, are you going to do the start doing the circuit once you get to a certain income level to start uh, having this beautiful display? Because have you ever seen their display? Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've bought all their videos and been a big follow of them for years. It's it's pretty awesome. I talked to Jared this year for a little while. Yeah. He, it's a, it's a pretty big out. Yeah, it was the biggest I've ever seen it this year. It was, it's very impressive. I know that I always like going by their booths because it's just, it's just so pretty because they got that beautiful display for the led lights and along with all of their merch and their, their DVDs and such, they really kind of set the standard when it comes down to like showing how people, how you to grow that same with the hunting public working class bow hunters. I know uh, the, the OKS hunter podcast they're going to be this weekend going to be down in Iowa. They're going to be doing a booth too. And I actually want to, I'm hopefully have a chance to talk to him where it wasn't too busy. Cause he did one last year at the Dells here in Wisconsin for the open season there. And I never followed up with him to find out how it turned out. If it was like, was the ROI there to spend like, I think it's 600 bucks for the weekend to get a booth. And is it like, is it worth the money? Yeah. That'd be something something neat to look into and yeah i i definitely would be interested in doing it and we I, I definitely have looked into i'm gonna actually i guess yeah in august there's a show in ohio i, I i've actually just been talking to them at that jurassic park where i do uh do those hunts for the disabilities they have a big thing there called the jurassic classic and it's usually the first weekend in august we're gonna i think we're gonna have our first booth there uh I, i'm just kind of kicking around and talking to them trying to figure out prices on that and seeing yeah, I definitely want to see if it'd be worth it or not, but I think we're going to do our first one there. Just, just see how it goes just because it's local to us there. And I know the owner of the place and everything. So, but yeah, we're definitely, would be interested in looking into going into some more shows down the road here. Yeah. Once we get, get bigger and just try to yeah, grow as much as possible, we'd definitely be interested in yeah, getting a, getting a booth and some more of these shows and trying to get our name out there. I think that's a great start. It's like you said, it's local. You might be able to get a disc, uh, a discounted rate to set something up there to to play and get your foot wet in the whole process. I think it's a, a swell idea. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm going to look more into it, but 
yeah, it's real close there and definitely be uh, just, yeah, good to get, yeah, get my feet wet and see how it goes. For sure, man. Then, uh, then this way, do you do 3D archery in the summertime or do you, are you just busy with the excavating business, the detail work that you like doing a, a 3D shoot's a little difficult? Yeah, I'm, that's one thing I've never done. I have a bunch of friends of mine and people I know that do them all the time. And uh, uh, but I'm pretty busy during the summer doing that, but I, I'd like to make some more time and do because I really enjoy to shoot my bow. And, it'd be, uh, and I see the videos, I watch them all the time, guys going through the woods, do those 3D shoots and doing all that I, I really interests me a lot actually and i i'd like to try and do one this summer sometime they're so much fun man i i highly recommend doing it, especially if you can't do it on a saturday but get out there on a sunday on an easy leisure stroll and such but that's how you can be create more b-roll this is where you get your your short content because i have a friend of mine she's an archer here in iowa and her some of her videos had a couple hundred thousand all that all it is is just basically her drawing back and send an arrow down range and that's it it's her husband she he catches her from a side view then he pans over to the back of her and then he zooms in so this way you see the arrow land right into your target now since you already have the cameras and you have a, a squad of people to help you out that would be the next thing to do because not only that it's not only bringing more uh developing more content for legendary tv but now you're sh you're, you're showing back the support because if I see a really cool shoot in Ohio, I was like, I want to go shoot that because that's going to be pretty fun. Kind of like what happened with me going out, to, like I'm going to be going out to Mount Archery Fest in Beaver, Utah here in a couple weeks or a few months, actually. And I saw it online. I saw that it looks really fun. It, it's, it's geared for family. And I got a bunch of friends that want to go to it. So it's like, shh, no brainer, man. Then you got, then here in Wisconsin, we have the HJUSA shoots and those are all uh, to help pay for the honor flight to go out to, to take 99 vets and and uh, take them to DC and have them walk around the war memorials and stuff like that. And it's just, it's a very rewarding experience. Plus there's, uh, you get to meet a lot of cool people. It's kind of like a family reunion for us. It's like a, kind of like our meet and greet. Most of us don't drink, so it's even better. And it's, and it's just an opportunity to, to meet new people network. Cause there's, we bring in all kinds of people. Like I've got to, to meet, uh, not I wasn't able to see Tim Silva, the UFC fighter, but I got to meet Johnny Mulligan and a bunch of other folks that are like Jeremy Fisher from the Toxin app, uh, along with Ben Klausman from Sonak Horizons. Like, there's a lot of cool people you get to hang out with and meet. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's pretty neat. That's that, I like that, and yeah, it definitely makes me want to go. Definitely go start going to, and yeah, you never know who you're going to meet anywhere, and it's it's definitely a great way to network, like you said, and that's pretty awesome. Cool. So do you have, are you going to be doing any, have you been putting your tags in anywhere to, to do a out of state hunt to Montana or to Maine or someplace? Um, I, I bought it. I bought some points and uh, it was Wyoming for uh, mule deer and uh, antelope. I bought them last year and I think I'm going to try and buy some more this year. And I'm, I'm looking into buying, uh, I think uh, an elk, an elk uh, point there or apply for a tag there. I think it's, they usually say about two to three years. I was looking up online, but I definitely like to make you a, a bow elk hunt out there and everything. And yeah, that definitely, yes, people have been telling me, uh, some older guys that they said the best thing to do is just keep buying points and applying for tags out West for states you can't cause it's like they get harder to get, uh, every year. And they say just to keep doing it, it's just a great experience when you draw them. That's, that's a hundred percent true. Or if you're lucky, like I know Utah in some areas, you can get an over the counter one, like for late season muzzleloader or something. So you have opportunities, but here's something you may have not thought about. Like 
up there in Maine, you actually have a higher probability of drawing a moose tag in Maine than you do out in Montana or even Alaska. Yeah, because Maine is a sleeper when it comes down to it. There's a lot of moose up in that area that, that you have an opportunity to actually plug in. I found this out from the Forgotten Trail Outdoor Group. They're based in, oddly enough, Ohio, Pennsylvania, all along the Great Lakes there. And they've been applying up there for trying to get, they haven't gone drawn yet, but they're continuing applying up there. But it's it's kind of a, a flyover state that nobody really recognizes that there's big game up there. You can also get big black bear too as well. So you have an opportunity to be able to get to a tag there. And nice thing is like too, if you ever want to come to Wisconsin, we don't like, this is for whitetail. It's dirt cheap. It's 160 bucks. It's far cheaper than Illinois, far cheaper than Kansas, far cheaper than Iowa. And plus if you, and uh, if you want to Minnesota, 160 bucks. Man, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Those states are expensive and real expensive. And yeah, I didn't realize that that's that cheap up there. That's something I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And similar to Ohio, our season starts the second weekend of September runs all the way to January 31st. So if you can't, if you're busy all the way up in that time, you still have a pretty good chunk of time to go after it. The only downside is you gotta, if you do it after the holiday hunt, but it's from Christmas to new year's that a lot of the public land area, I tried hunting the last month. I bounced around to different properties, but it was, it was, they were, they were just dead. They were just quiet. I couldn't, I didn't walk in. I just basically just kind of, I had areas that I knew I knew where the deer would come out at. I would just sit there and I would just, I would just sit in my truck with my binos in the warm and just waiting to find out. Cause then this way, then I'll set for nightfall. And then the next day I would come back out again. So it's like, okay, cause if there's deer moving, well, then there wasn't too much pressure. Then I could get out there and, and justify getting up and driving while well, enter between five minutes to an hour away to go set up. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a great idea, but yeah, definitely. I'm going to like them to come out there for sure. I mean, that's, that's something. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And if you want to come out here, you want to hunt. I live next. There's a lot of public land in this area that I already have mapped out on my Onyx map where I can tell you where you can come out and hunt with And Hell, I'll, I'll come home with you too. It's that that's the best part about like it, being in the world realm we're in. It's like, you gotta have to take advantage of some of these offers. Cause he's like, you never know. Cause Time is the most precious thing we have, and you never know when that ticket's going to get punched. Oh, yeah, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, I'd love to come out there and hunt with you. And yeah, you have to come out here to Ohio, and we'll do some hunting out here sometime. You know, I need to take advantage of that right now, but it's like this whole season's like, I have like, I have a fish, uh, two big fishing trips to Okaboji, one in the fall, one in the spring, and then I, then I have hunting seasons. But it's just that balance of everything to be able to go through that. So the nice thing is where the company work, I, I accuse a cruise so much PTO. It's like, I just take advantage. I just need to figure out time to come out there. That's prior to a gun season and get out there and enjoy it. Cause I have so many friends that, that hunt live in Ohio that it's like, it, it makes sense just to go out there. Like I got Cameron Stover from hunting Then you have Appalachian chase those guys out there too. Like there's, there's just a lot of cool people live in Ohio. Just, it just sucks. You have to deal with uh, um, Norfolk Southern. Yeah, I've been I've been I've been really paying attention to that. And that there's uh, they have what they call hot boxes. And what it is is a sensor that it sets right. It's sets on the inside of the track and it points up and it and it reads the temperature of the bearings as it goes over the top of them. But see, the thing is that the 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 reader doesn't go to the conductor. It goes to somebody that's a a, a middle management manager. And it's up to them to make the determination if it's going to tell them or not. And so what we've seen, there's actually footage of them in Salem. I can't, there's a, there's a town that was going on its way out to East Palestine going eastbound where it passed and there's a camera that caught the flame 
And it's like, why wasn't this stopped? So, but we've all, we, as we've been learning it, as, as things have been progressing, that we are, these railroad companies are not taking response. They're not doing the next level to re- inspect these things. And it's not the guy's fault. It's not the guys out there working this, the 10, 15 hour days, 16 hour days. It's the upper management. They're not, they're not giving them the time to do it. They're not giving enough staff to go out and actually thoroughly check everything. Cause these, these, these big wigs, they don't live in these areas. And so, therefore, it's like if something bad happens, such as East Palestine, it's not my problem. Yeah, that's crazy. Then you look at uh, AAR, which is the lobbying agency for railroads, big big railroads for Union Pacific, BNSF, and Norfolk Southern. They're 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 actually trying to push for it to to have legislation passed so this way they have immunity to these to these massive uh, catastrophes, similar to what they do with uh, Big Pharma. Big Pharma was uh, the, the the Child Protection Act of 1986. Once that got passed, no pharmaceutical company was held, is held responsible for damages to your your loved ones, your kids, your family, any of that stuff. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, that's a horrible. That's the situation we're in right now, and it's and it's being hushed up because we have the weather balloons, all that other fun stuff. So it's something that we have to, as outdoor conservatives. And conservationists, we need to pay attention to this stuff because if they if that passes, I live literally a hundred yards from a railroad railroad tracks, and I also live right next to the Mississippi. Now they've already they're already talking about how the East Palestine spill is actually going to trickle down in the Mississippi, and guess what's at the boot of the Mississippi, New Orleans, and all that fun stuff. So it's going to contaminate all of that. Jeez. Yeah, that ain't. So when you when you put it in a bigger perspective, it actually comes down to the the conservative, the working man actually need to the the conservationists are like, hey, we this stuff needs to stop because we're gonna end up running into situations where it's gonna poison everything. And our and get this, most of our freshwater fish have PFAs, which is their their forever chemicals are found like uh Teflon, especially over there in Pennsylvania. That's where Johnson or DuPont makes Teflon from. Teflon is a forever company chemical so it's in the water stream so if you have something that gets cancer all of a sudden it's like they they don't know where it came from it's probably a correlation with that besides other things that we have in our environment yeah which is just frustrating because once you find out where it's at everywhere and it's like well man we can't eat the fish we can't eat the wildlife we can't eat the cows we can't eat the chickens everything is like in the states is toxic yeah it is something it just trickles down yeah it's uh, i ain't good yeah, that's and and we we uh we're we gotta understand that our vote doesn't really matter anymore because we've learned that it with the the can't say it on the YouTube, but the 2020 E word shows that uh, they're having issues. Like there's a there's a a lawyer in Arizona that's actually found evidence linking uh what's can't remember the gal's name. Let me see here. It is oh Katie Hobbs. She's down in Arizona. She got elected this year. And there is evidence linking her to the cartel, the single lower cartel. So we don't have to worry about Russia and in, in Arizona. You got to worry about the cartel. So like apparently there's money laundering. There's there's uh, properties that are have uh, phantom deeds, and there's a lot of sketchy stuff out there. And the lawyer found all this stuff. He figured he just trying to put everything together. You know, the biggest thing is we don't want him Epstein or Clinton or however you want to put it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get this too. The, the, there was a. Last week there was a plane. There's a there's a plane with five environmental scientists from SeaTac. They're coming out of Arkansas, out of the Clinton Airport to fly into East Palestine to do all the testing. 
it it didn't make it, unfortunately. And and five scientists lost their lives because they're probably going to be the nail in the coffin against uh, Norfolk Southern. And so with that being said, it basically sent a shockwave out to all scientists is don't touch this. Otherwise you're going to, um, your parents, your family's going to get a life insurance um, payout. Yeah. Man. Isn't that something, man? It's like, it really, it's like you see all this. It's like, these are conspiracy theories. Anyway, this shit's actually fucking happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, getting back to legendary TV, man, what do you, where do you, what is your overall goal for legendary TV? I, I just want to keep growing and get it, get it on as many platforms as I possibly can. And uh, I want my hopefully made to maybe be able to do it for a living someday, which I mean, that's, I mean, people do it and I'm, I'm just going to keep working towards that. It's always been a dream of mine to always have a show on uh, show on television. Now I got that, but now I want to be able to actually grow it and be able to make, maybe make some uh, living off it, but still do it the way we always have and do it with my family and close friends there and uh, keep meeting people and just, just try to do it as long as I possibly can. That's fantastic. I like that goal. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you want to cover? Um, not that I can think of. Uh, I, we are looking uh, going on to, have you seen that uh, carbon TV app? I have some of my podcasts are actually going to make their debut on there. Really? Yeah. 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 We're actually having a meeting with them uh, here in the next couple of weeks, and then we're going to try to get Legendary TV on there as well, so we can just really try to get it as uh, on everything we possibly can, basically be able to put stuff uh, weekly on there as well, kind of like YouTube. Congratulations, man. That's pretty badass, dude. That's, you've got to keep grinding, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nonstop, but I enjoy it very much, and uh, this this love it. That's awesome. And you just pay attention to your analytics. You already got merch, which is a great thing to have. Uh, you just need to get your your subscribers up to two up to a thousand. Which the 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 biggest thing though is getting the forty five hundred watched hours within three hundred and sixty five days. That is that is the real grind. That's the real grind. And it it if you get it done within the first year, that's awesome. If it takes you two years, three years, don't feel bad because it takes a while. It, you got to learn. You got to learn SEO, which is search engine optimization. You just got to just always constantly asking questions. You know, that is the biggest thing. Cause like I'm growing to do it. I'm, I'm finally reached over a hundred subscribers. So make sure everybody go down and hit that subscribe button, smash it real fast, but just leave a tab open and trying to get that, try to get those watch hours up. Cause that's the biggest thing. Cause you, it, if you, let's say whatever your first video is, you have 365 days for, for those views for those watch hours to count. Every, okay. every day after that, those watch hours fall off. Okay. So that's something you got to think about when you're doing it. So it's like, it's a learning curve, man. It's a lot. Then shorts, shorts are going to be how to grow. And then on top of that too, uh, you, you can monetize shorts, but YouTube, it's like something ridiculous. I gotta do like 10 million uh, views. And it's like, good luck with that, man. Cause we're, we're, we're in a very, we're in a self-efficient uh, niche that it doesn't really take off because it's like we're not promoting sexuality and YouTube or no um, meta Facebook you can actually get monetization from reels as well too but if you think uh, sportsman's channels is is uh, difficult try doing meta because those guys do not like people that can be self-sustaining okay so it's, that's another way to put to monetize it from there and on top of that too, as well, you can always work sponsorship deals or affiliate links too, as well. That's a big thing. Like for me, uh, Mount Man Medical, 
RPG Coffee. Um, all the, those guys right there, they have affiliate links that that I really I really appreciate. Like RPG Coffee, they have a their their profit modules. Like fifty percent of their profits go into their veteran organizations that they established to help get veterans from off the streets into normal life. So they help them to go through and get them into a halfway house and getting them cleaned up and get them get whatever they need to get them going to get back into society as a, as a, a, a well-rounded person again. And then the other one is Mountain Man Medical. These guys are based out of Colorado. The um, Mr. McLaughlin, he is a former service member. He's got a, he is a medic. He's got a very big knowledge for him, but they have high quality products and they're made in America. And it's like, if you, if something goes bad, that's the kit you want to grab. They have tourniquets. They have all kinds of different things that will really benefit a guy. That's whether you're whitetail hunting in Ohio or you're back country hunting in uh, Wyoming or Montana or Washington or up there in Canada, or even all the way up there in Alaska, they have a lot, they have things that, that can help a guy out, but that's just, Food for thought for you is something to look into because then when you're doing a a public or product placement, then you can go ahead and say, hey, there's there's a link in my bio or link tree. Go click on that. All the product, like, all you're doing is like, all I'm doing is taking that money, investing into it, either upgrading your mics, upgrading your cameras, getting better lenses for your unit stuff. This is a way to be able to do that. And it's like, I want to provide the community with more value. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. Yeah, I'm definitely going to definitely gonna use that for sure. I really appreciate everything. and just all the hell yeah and are you on tiktok yet yep i actually just started that a couple of weeks ago and yeah i just thought i learned that learned that and yeah it's it's definitely uh definitely a lot different but i can definitely see it's going to be a lot I, I get a lot a lot of views on it that's how you grow that's another that's right now way it's been broken down to me and i educate folks is that facebook is myspace instagram is facebook snapchat is instagram and so it's like, as you can tell, they're starting to get phased out right now. TikTok is the current one right there. But the nice thing is like a hidden sleeper, LinkedIn. That's a sleeper. Okay. That's where you take your editing skills and you market there. And you take and you show off that stuff. And if you're if you're good enough to create tutorials, it's a great way to show people how to do it. Like I I'm I'm a I'm not a very good editor myself when it comes down to video. Audio, I'm pretty mediocre on, but it's like that. If you're really good at it, it's like, hey, this is what I do. These are steps to do it. And you, you create the, the tutorial to walk somebody through how to simply snip a video or put uh, closed captioning to it. Okay. You know how simple it is? Like finding something that's well edited, put together really well, and it's something that's pick, quick and easy to figure out. Yeah. Starting with step one to complete. Yeah. All right, man, dude. So we hit a lot of topics. You said we hit everything you want to talk about. Anything we should be looking for in the future from Legendary TV? Um, we're just gonna, we're gonna try, try to start doing those uh, weekly uploads on YouTube, and then our season two will be on Sportsman's Channel starting in September. Uh, it'll be our first episode towards the end of September, and it'll be uh, those same times, four days a week. And uh, other than that, just yeah, just keep following along, and we'll just keep posting and keep putting as much content as we can out. Fantastic, Dakota, man. So everybody that's still on stream, thank you for hanging on and watching us hang out. I'm going to put this information in the show notes. I've already put this YouTube channel inside of the chat. So this way you can go click it and make sure you go and drop a subscribe and hit the notification bell. This way you can catch all of their content and please leave a tab open. So this way you can get those watch hours up for him because he really wants to provide solid 
quality content for his audience and for his watchers. So I want to say thank you for everybody for tuning into another episode of Bucks of America podcast. And this episode will be out on Wednesday. Thank you very much. You're welcome, sir.